Hello, hello, and hello, everybody! Welcome back for another episode. If not now, when? Today, oh my goodness! I don't know how you feel. I am extremely excited. We are meeting the one and the only Raymond Kaminsky. What a good opening! <laughs> Thank you, Ed. You might not know about Raymond. Let me tell you a little bit about, about him. Oh my goodness! Um, Raymond started his engineering career at NASA. Wow, dream of many, many of us.、Um, after eight years in NASA, Raymond decided to start his career in private sector because why not?、Uh, in his first deep dive into startups involving leading the profiting at Goldman Sachs, wow, and was involved in the quickest acquisition. Ever in the entire history of the fintech, six months. Wow.、Um, next, Raymond joined HyperScience, a technology company with over forty patents that provide solution for NASA and Shell. Raymond and his partner successfully raising capital in the seventeenth largest cloud equity finance round ever in the whole world, twelve million and plus. Wow. Today, Raymond is super, super, super passionate about reinventing the social media world.、Oh. He is a co-founder and CEO of Able, a social media platform that focuses on exploring perspective throughout interactive video and audio conversation. Able believes that we can replace the echo chamber of social media by making it super easy to share diverse opinions, both publicly and privately. With that, everybody, I am so excited. Thank you so much, Raymond, for joining us, and welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much, Wen. I'm excited to be here. Yes, Raymond, tell us how does all the magic begin in your journey? Good parents.、Mm, tell us more. Where you're from? Chicago. So I grew up in the、uh, south side of Chicago and had a phenomenal family.、Uh, mom was.、Uh, Great to us, and、uh, tried to sacrifice as much as she could to、mm-hmm. send me and my sister to private schools and、mm-hmm. make sure we're well supported. And then、uh, my dad was a teacher, and、um, you know, teachers still to this day don't make a ton of money.、Mm-hmm. So he was、uh, painting houses at night and、um, doing anything he could to make sure that me and my sister had a、mm-hmm. um, good life and and good support. So I think that's where it all. All started and great teachers along the way and people that pushed me. How does that childhood experience, when your parents are dedicated so much love and support to you and your sister, how does that impact who you are today, Raymond? Yeah, yeah I don't like. I think when we're younger, we don't appreciate it. You、yeah. go back. At, I, I mentioned this a, a while back.、Um, We don't think how wise our parents are until we get older, and then we look back and we're like, "Wow, they actually, actually knew what they were talking about." Yeah. <laughs>、um, but I, I think it was amazing the、mm-hmm. the work ethic of my of my mom and dad were、mm-hmm. amazing. But what was exciting for me is、um, I didn't realize it, but I think I the part of my dad rubbed off on me because of the teaching experience.、Mm-hmm. It will even though it's a, a social media platform.、Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of the core that sits behind it all is、uh, democratizing mentorship、mm-hmm. and、uh, making learning accessible and and、mm-hmm. learning new things that you you don't realize you're curious about.、Um, a lot of platforms make you choose your interest,、mm-hmm. and Ible really tries to focus on like 
you might not know that you really like lock picking or you really like uh, woodworking, yeah. but you end up in uh, being a fly on the wall to an amazing conversation or mm-hmm. see people that are super passionate about something that they love. Mm-hmm. And then through their, their experiences, you, you start finding love for it and learning more. And I think you, if we always go back to, you know, probably the teachers that we respected the most, they would probably was the difference of like the ones that were super passionate about what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that's what we're doing on Ebble is bringing people that are super passionate about something mm-hmm. and uh, highlighting them. Why does it matter to you so much, Raymond? I think we've lost our way on social media. There's been mm-hmm. a lot of, it's caused a lot of hurt and depression out there. And um, it didn't seem like that big of a problem, like mm-hmm. like problem to solve. Mm-hmm. It, 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 felt like it could be solved through technology really easily but i was really surprised why nobody was doing it we we mm-hmm. social media has created a lot of divide and mm. um and i i thought that there was a better way and i was just surprised nobody was really pushing the needle to to solve the problem and mm. um got together with a great group of people and started started marching marching to the top of the hill and along the way we had some uh, amazing people join us on the journey and mm super happy where we're ending up right now wow so you want to be the change you want to see in the world I, i think so i mean like i don't i don't have i think most people that meet me um they i try to stay out of the spotlight for the most part and uh i i don't want to have an ego i just want to help solve problems and mm. um it's something i've always loved to do from my time at nasa time before mm-hmm. that and different companies that i've been part of And uh, each company I've joined had a really specific mm-hmm. problem we were trying to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna Staller, the one that was acquired by Goldman Sachs, we were trying mm-hmm. to solve retirement. Um, Hypersciences was trying to um, solve access to space or solve energy problems, making energy uh, globally accessible. And mm-hmm. I think they're really close to that that goal and uh, able solving uh, social media and mm-hmm. uh, making conversations more accessible. Mm. So you are really a engineer at heart. Oh, I love being an you engineer. You want to solve problems. Yeah, that's exactly who I am. I love it. And I love that. And let's circle back to the journey because I'm so curious about how do you become who you are today? So you mentioned earlier you grew up in Chicago in a windy city with amazing parents. Yeah. First of all, the dream is be NASA, which is not an easy dream. It was... I've told this story a few times, but I think every... Um, You have to have people that push you along the way. Mm-hmm. And I love this story. I'm in college. And um, uh, Brittany, if you're out there listening, uh, props to you. Thank you. Uh, so I had met this great uh, uh, fellow student. Mm-hmm. And I was just chatting with her about, um, you know, like what she's going to do in her career. And she was already interning, um, working on the uh, space station program. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, And I was like, like at most people, like, wow, how do you end up there? And uh, she, she just looked at me and said, uh, you apply. And it was, it's something that's held to me like for years, because think about how many people like self, self-sabotage mm. or prevent themselves from succeeding just because they don't even, they don't even tempt it. Mm. The answer is always going to be no, if you don't even take the shot. Mm. So I I took that and and she, you know, was giving me high praise and saying, you know, like, 
how you think and how your mind is like you would fit in perfectly and I'll, I'll vouch for you. And, uh, I put in a, um, put in my stuff and, uh, a few months later I heard from this amazing guy, uh, that was my first manager over there and mm. we, we, we hit it off and, uh, after graduating after a few months, now I'm, now I'm at NASA. Wow. Is that a dream that you think about for a long time before that moment of conversation or that was a moment starting? The- I, I had on my wall, um, I had memorabilia and everything. I, I always, I think a lot of people, right. They grow mm. up and they mm. have the few things they want to go and do. And some people want to be pilots. Some people want to be astronauts, lawyers, doctors, like it's the, you know, the typical ones. And I, I mm. was one of those kids that wanted to be an astronaut. I, I my mom, that. my mom remembers me taking apart everything in the house, everything, and shocking myself a few times, like taking apart electronics, and like and really wanted to know how they worked while they were on. Wow! And like, <laughs> so they're shaking. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, no, you're actually getting a, you're getting an electric shock right now. Wow! So yeah, I, I always wanted to work in space. I always wanted mm-hmm. to uh, be an engineer. I, I looking Why? back. I think it's just it's like something that's programmed in my head. I just mm. love taking apart things. I love mm. I the idea of understanding how um things work mm-hmm. is fascinating to me. And it's it's more than just like mechanical things. Mm-hmm. Like um when and I just went on a tour of, of our facility here and um it's something that's it's interesting. I didn't realize everything I'd been doing in my life of like learning how the intricacies of cameras or learning um, how to program. Because when I started college, I was in computer engineering um, and then moved to mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, and then um, and then did a few other engineering backgrounds for my master's and uh, other stuff. But like learning different backgrounds was really mm-hmm. important to me. And then when we built Ibble, uh, we have a full-fledged you know studio, we have a full-fledged engineering team, and we have design teams. And it was interesting because like, the fact of going out and learning not just how mechanical devices work, not just how software works, but like how the human brain works mm-hmm. and why um, kind of led us to trying to solve this problem. I love that. And thank you for adding that detail because I want people to understand that the fact that you made your dream come true, be part of NASA team is not just a moment of conversation with your fellow classmate and that happened. It's really the years of preparation met that one moment of sparked and that become the reality. Yeah. When I was in um, high school, I had an amazing uh, mentor there too. And he was our um, um, computer uh, science instructor Mm -hmm. and I was working in the computer labs and um, I knew I wanted to be an engineer at that point. So I was taking like a lot of physics classes and Mm -hmm. um, AP stuff and just learning, 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 learning. And, uh, I mean, I knew I wanted to, like, I mean, all the way from being a young kid, I knew I wanted to be an engineer. I never thought I would end up in the startup world. Mm. I still remember the conversation I had with someone. And I'm like, what's a startup? When I was at, when I was at NASA. And mm. I said, how, wait, how do you, what is this? Because <laughs> once you work in the government, mm-hmm. it, it's very, it's a strange concept. It's not just a business. It's like, wait, we're going to go and raise a whole bunch of money and build something and with a high risk. I mean. It's in the name, right? Like you're taking venture capital, you're going on an adventure. It's it's probably not going to work out. So let's talk about it. Like now you're in NASA, right? After a couple of years in a row, like this is a dream come true. After so years of childhood, you know, envisioning that moment, 
What made you to pivot? What made you want to curious about the private sector? Yeah, it was okay. So, um, and I, I tell this story every, every good journey, um, uh, starts with someone pushing you, like I mentioned. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up at NASA because, um, because, uh, a person pushing me and then, so I'm at NASA, um, I, on the final um, mission for the uh, space shuttle program. So we mm -hmm. did close out. I was doing cargo avionics. So we did cool stuff like the um, the final Hubble resupply mission where we where we uh, basically like fixed Hubble to kind of lead us all the way up until this moment where James Webb is ready. And so, um, so working on that stuff was really fun. And then when the shuttle program ended, I went to the International Space Station program. So then I'm over there for... I think five years and um, I had an amazing mentor, someone that pushed me mm -hmm. um, and uh, and then an amazing uh, manager and a senior manager over there. And both of them were super supportive and kind of took me under their wing mm -hmm. and uh, showed me everything they kn knew. Mm -hmm. And it um, it prepared me for this path. And along the way, I met this amazing person also. And she uh, really pushed me to um like hey uh like what well what's the next step for you and mm -hmm. i said well if i stay here i mean my journey is going to be eventually i'll be you know i'm a lead engineer already so i'll be a senior engineer so i'll be a um maybe a manager in mm -hmm. a few years mm -hmm. and then from manager i'll be this and it's like that incremental path and so uh she had an entrepreneur background so uh her background was like well is there a way we can leapfrog that and, you know, and you hear that a lot with people that go and do, um, like you, you have a MBA, right? Yeah. So like a lot of people will go and like get advanced education because it allows mm -hmm. them to leapfrog different paths, which is amazing. I mean, I did the same thing mm -hmm. and, uh, she's like, well, how can we leapfrog it? And, uh, <laughs> I started reaching out to all the great relationships I had met along the way, um, uh, you know, head of the space shuttle program, uh, head of engineering for, uh, Johnson Space Center. So like mm -hmm. these amazing, talented folks that I had cultivated these great relationships with. And they said, um, hey, we're going to push you into this program um, that will kind of send you away to school again and get some additional education. And uh, I started down my path to get into that program. And it was going to send me over to MIT. And mm -hmm. uh, like, a, I think it was a like two degrees at MIT or MIT Harvard joint program. I, I can't remember at this point, but mm -hmm. was, I was really excited about that. I got all these mentorship things and I was going down that route and um, uh, I was kind of weighing my options of what was out there. And along the way uh, in like my dad had passed away a few years in that band. Oh. And so I was trying to find a way to honor him mm -hmm. and um, a company had spawned up and it was like, looking back it's like the stupidest thing ever right because not the company but me um because i don't think they had closed funding yet they were a startup but they were solving a problem that mattered a lot to me which was my dad had passed away um literally on his day that he was going to retire so he had pushed off retirement pushed off retirement now he's like i'm going to retire i'm going to move to texas because move from chicago to texas and so we're getting into like friday like Friday right before Christmas. And so he's like, I'm done. I'm retiring. I'm going over to hand over my books. Someone will else pick up the classes. And so I'm going to meet you or like meet that person at a uh, school. And uh, I was talking to him even the night before. And like he was really excited to move to Texas. And then he goes to uh, 
goes and drives to school and has a heart attack. Literally his last day. And so it, you know, the fact of this ended up being an underlying theme that I'm still trying to solve. So the iteration of the startups were, um, well, we all think about having fun and excitement and relaxation and retirement. And my dad never got to get there. And he, he sacrificed all of his life and mm-hmm. saving cash and everything. And it never, it, it never materialized for him. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the first path of like, how can I solve this? Mm-hmm. So I want to honor him. I heard of the startup that was going to be solving retirement. And I, at first I was like, this is the solution, right? Mm-hmm. And the solution was, um, to honor him was, uh, go and help a company that will help you be stress-free and get you to retirement, maybe help you retire a few years later mm. or a few years earlier. Mm-hmm. And so you could enjoy retirement. And I realized along the way that wasn't the right answer. Uh, it was, a, it's a great company and it got purchased by Goldman and they repurposed the platform internal to, uh, I think Marcus now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so amazing concept but i started changing what the solution was and mm-hmm. the, then i thought well the better solution is um instead of worrying about getting like making your, sure you're secured during retirement what if you enjoy the path along the way so when ible was started even though i did these other startups it actually started out as a, a financial platform and how, how i was trying to approach it was well, what if we could, you know, uh, help you uh, save, invest, everything else, but it took into account that, like, maybe you want to prepare for a wedding, maybe you want to go on a vacation, maybe you want to snowboard, maybe you want to have fun along the journey, right? Mm. And what was interesting is a component of Ibble was uh, we were doing a video show during it, and we were saying, like, let's let's kind of highlight the coolest things that are happening, uh, and this is before a lot of, now there's like uh, we were calling it Ibble Bits and this company Robinhood came out with Robinhood Snacks, <laughs> Bits Snacks, um, like a month, two months after we started running the show. And so and we, our idea was uh, go and go and just show the the cool things that are happening in tech. Mm-hmm. And along the way, we started opening up and we built a UGC platform, user generated content platform for users to share their concepts. Mm-hmm. And they started sharing it. And I was getting really excited because I'm like, wow, this is this is also honoring my dad because it's like education and he was a teacher. So this is like he, he taught his finite amount of students. And this is a way to like build a platform that can teach hundreds of infinite. millions of people infinite right, mm-hmm. and around the world and change generations. So I really I was like, this is the answer. Right. This is the solution I've been looking for. And so I, I doubled down into that because mm-hmm. the data was showing that it was actually a better platform. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then we ended up here. Wow. So kind of. Women, <laughs> thank, thank you for sharing that because, you know, from outside, you're a hardcore engineer. you in NASA. I feel like a dream come true. And I think oftentimes people probably puzzling. How do you shift from that engineer tied up, you know, persona, people imagine who you are versus not only hardcore engineer, but solving it complex and different type of problem and that really explains and thank you for sharing that anytime you know but like the, the expand on that we we do some stuff like that on ibble because we have this concept that like you're more than um like you're a person not a personality and on social media 
mm. and YouTube and podcasts and everything else. If you start, if you become the wacky comedian or you become whatever, <laughs> you become typecast and now you can't get away from it, right? Your YouTube channels or your your Instagram channels and everything are defined of mm -hmm. how you grew your audience. And if you try to change your audience, let's say you're a sports player and mm -hmm. uh, everybody's following you for your sports commentary behind the scenes and everything else and you want to start talking about cooking, mm -hmm. you probably lose some of your audience. Mm -hmm. And so those are some of the concepts that we started going into, which is like we're more than personal personalities. We are people. Like there's more to our personality than a single sided. That. I love that. And so how do we how do we build a platform that can show that? Because and we built a whole bunch of features around, hey, you can follow you can follow Wen for her background on startup mentorship, but you could also follow Wen for maybe like uh, you know, her fitness routines and you can follow Wen also for her background on like mental health. And so and allows you to like subscribe on a person's profile. Mm. into different areas and really care about different threads or different concepts mm -hmm. and we thought that that's the way to kind of also solve social media which is like I love allow that. people to grow that way mm, i love that we are more than just one personality type yep well said so raymond i'm curious back in the time that you're in nasa you have this maybe a rough vision about what private sector look like and was it difficult for you to make that jump? Because you were in NASA, you were in one of your own dream job for years to come and so many people's dreams still. Yep. Was it hard to leave that? It's not a comfort zone, but it's a beautiful, incredible spot to explore somewhere that is unknown. Yes. Was that the hard choices? It was. I think choices become easier with, uh, with um, if you have rough stuff going on in your life. And mm -hmm. I had gone through you know, some difficult stuff at the, at that moment. And I felt like it was the right time. You know, I think when you're, you're when you're stable and you're happy and everything's really exciting, mm -hmm. you're, why take risk? Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of like opposite. People are like, oh, you're stable and you got a whole, like you're, you're doing extremely well. So you can take risk. It's like, it's actually the other side. It's like when you're instable, <laughs> when you have nothing to lose, when you have nothing to lose <laughs> then why not go into it? And I was trying to get back to, it wasn't just like the startup. It was, uh, you know, honor my dad, like I mentioned, mm -hmm. but also I wanted to get back to like a fun city. And I, I was mm -hmm. living in Houston, nothing against Houston. I think it was a, a great spot. I was in Clear Lake and, uh, amazing, amazing people. And I built some great friendships there, mm -hmm. but I was thinking back and I asked myself a simple question, like, when was I most happy? And at the time when I was, you know, this is, this is eight years ago. Um, I said, well, I was most happy when I was actually on campus in college because I was exploring new concepts. I was walking every night in the city mm -hmm. in the beautiful lights of Chicago. Mm -hmm. I was walking distance to every restaurant where I have to drive anywhere. And I got to see amazing uh, musicians every mm -hmm. night. And I said, well, even if this doesn't work out, that sounds pretty fun to me. And so, and I, I had visited Austin and I still have this cherished memory. I came to Austin for the first time. It's like 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Surprisingly, I was in, I was in Texas for eight years and I hadn't visited Austin mm -hmm. and um, it rained and I, it was down here on sixth street. So our office is right here on sixth street and uh, it rained. And I remember guys and girls like the girls were pulling off their heels and dancing in the rain 
and the guys were dancing in the rain and the music from the bars were coming out and it was just like I still when I when I talk about it I can see it in my head mm-hmm. and it was that moment I'd be like wow that like a sense of freedom the sense of mm. excitement and like um there was just something really powerful and then when I started walking through the city um it's like everybody was saying hi mm. and I don't know if it's I think it's still about the same but especially like everybody was so welcoming and I just knew it was the right city for me at the moment. Mm. Wow. So you feel home. Yeah, I found my home. That's incredible. I will never leave this place. Great. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So tell us, how does that journey uh, take from there? Now you jump into the private sector that first time, get your feet wet. Was that everything you expected or more? It was a tornado. It was like um, never did a startup and you know when you're at nasa i had had all these like really famous moments that got written about by press Mm -hmm. but perfect maybe it maybe i was the perfect person for the personality or maybe the situation changed my personality but nasa is always very big of like we are nasa a person is not nasa and so um like even though I would have big wins there mm-hmm. or we'd solve big problems and like prevent disasters or save lives, it was always like there was never really one person that was spotlight spotlighted. Mm. And so which I really loved mm-hmm. because it, it it's like let's all celebrate together. I love that. And um, so then we start getting like our company started to get spotlighted. Mm-hmm. And it was very strange for me because I wasn't I wasn't used to having people like oh you're at that cool startup and like it just was weird right it was Mm -hmm. it was something that i wasn't expecting um the the funny thing is the stress that nasa had the the way we had learned to tolerate stress kind of changed me in a good way i think in a good way that when a lot of people would maybe buckle under pressure of a startup it just was a normal day for me right so it made it made doing the startup easy it Mm. wasn't hard uh, it was it was hard work, but it wasn't. There was nothing difficult about it, and uh, we had a great team, and we got recognized really quick. And within a few months, we had a, a acquisition notice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, very quickly. And Goldman, you know, large chunk of cash, and we went through a, about a six month due diligence process. Mm-hmm. So so strange. Like we're sitting there, like at South by Southwest. So the, not the date this episode, because I don't know when it's going to air, but we're going to the South by, I mean, South by uh, education started already and South by Southwest Interactive is going to start in a, in on Friday. Mm-hmm. And so almost eight years to the date mm-hmm. uh, was we were sitting here and we had announced the company. So I had joined the company before South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so I'd been here for over, over eight years and then, um, at South by, we announced the company. And the craziest thing is, product wasn't even built. It was like we we're still putting it together. We were still piecing it together. We we're putting people on a wait list. I mean, typical startup mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And then um, a few months later, Goldman's like, hey, we want to buy this. And then we went through due diligence. And then the following year at South by, here we're announcing the acquisition is complete and the money's changed hands. And now we're part of Goldman. And it was just this bit like crazy whirlwind of a year. And then we get acquired into Goldman, which is honestly a phenomenal company, super smart people. But 
But to me, it was like compared to NASA or compared to the first startup, there wasn't that like, go, 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 go. It was like, okay, let's just incrementally grow this thing. Let's put more bodies at it. And it was very strange for me. It wasn't what I was expecting because when you're a startup and corporate life are different. I think that's why you usually hear after acquisitions, most of the people don't stay too mm-hmm. much longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, right at the two year marker, when we were past our earnout, mm-hmm. I was on to my next startup. And you're never afraid, never look back. I learned something and I will, for your listeners, I will give you the best advice I've ever received in my life. And I will say this is the best advice. Um, there's no decision you can make that you can't unwind. And when you understand at the core that no matter what decision you make or what you do today, whatever you do, that you will be okay, like you will be fine, you're unstoppable. And let, let me unpack that so you understand that. Yes, please. Um, you, who you are, when with your background and your MBA and who your personality is and how you how you bring yourself to conversations. There's nothing that can take that away unless you were like hurt Mm -hmm. in a car crash or something Mm -hmm. like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So we could walk out the studio right now and someone could go and say, like come with a magic wand and say, all your money is gone and your house is gone and, uh, and you have no personal possession. And so you're nothing, you have nothing. All your bank accounts are zeroed out. But who you are, I'm pretty confident that you would leave the studio and you'd be like, because of the relationships you've built and the connections and how your mind works, you would probably call up a friend and couch her for a week and you probably have a job within a following week and within six months we'd be looking back and you'd be at some major corporation growing and being back and maybe in a year you'd be in a house and like owning your own house and it'd be that fast trajectory of building Mm -hmm. back up. So when you understand that, that there's nothing that can take away who you are and what you are, um, then there's no decision that you can't make that should be scary. It makes you unstoppable. And if you can approach that, it it's, it's the most powerful feeling because like when we went out there, I just question things of like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna build the biggest social media company ever. I'm gonna take out Facebook one day. Um, people are like, what, what, how? And I said, why not? Right? What's the worst that's gonna happen? I'll fail. And they're like, yeah, you'll fail. And be like, yeah, who cares? It's a game. It's like life can be a if you approach it like this, life can be a game. I love that concept, but I have to ask, do you always never afraid of fa- failure? And how does that come from the first place, first time? Work, no. I mean, you get you get stressed about it. You don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're putting a lot of assets and a lot of time and money and mm-hmm. people into South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance that it might not succeed? Sure. Somebody's got to try it. I mean, th- that's the whole idea, again, of venture capital. It's like, we're going on an adventure. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to build a company that's, you know, worth $100 billion plus one day. Mm. And so this is the first steps you have to take to get there. 
I love that, Levin. You have unwavering courage to follow your heart and not let any circumstance define who you are,、mm-hmm. but your own vision, which is so admirable. Thank you. I appreciate it. The other thing I learned that I think is is pretty cool is don't be tied to your to what you're trying to build because you might not realize it. That's so hard. How do you do that? Just be open, right? Like it's like if you start a painting and you you started out drawing, um, start drawing a a ranch on a picture, and、mm-hmm. you get halfway through and you're like, wait, it's actually something different. It's an abstract drawing.、Mm-hmm. Cares. Right, like, <laughs> just go, like, roll with the punches. Because that was、uh, one of our VCs told me that, and I said, you know, why did you believe in me?、Mm-hmm. And they said,、um, you, very successful CEOs, they see one core concept or one core attribute, and the attribute is、um, they quickly learn from everybody that they surround around them, and then they can apply those learnings, and they're willing to adapt extremely quickly. Mm-hmm. And they're not.、Um, w- one of our VCs told us this like amazing story of one of their one of their、um, funds, and then the guy has pivoted like twenty something times along the way, and he got close to failure on each pivot, but he just kept on moving, kept on moving, kept on moving, and now the company's worth like six billion dollars. Wow! And so,、um, but you hear about that all the time of like a lot of companies, and I can go down the list, right? Like. Uh, Slack was an internal company, and they built an IRC、uh, layer on top、mm-hmm. of it that was just to help remote clients. Spotify or、uh, Shopify started out as selling、uh, snowboards and skateboards.、Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter was a company that was failing, and they had only a few months left until they ran out of money. And they told everybody, "Hey, go and try to build something else."、Mm-hmm. And one of the engineers that was not. <laughs> Not the founder of Twitter,、uh, went and created Twitter and even named Twitter, and they took that idea from him.、Mm. So you hear about this these、uh, these journeys all the time of you know companies that are willing to risk it all and try different things. I mean, and usually the, they're the ones that、mm-hmm. you know went out a long way. I love that you talk about pivoting because, in my opinion, I think pivot is the name of a game in the startup world.、Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Apple. You mentioned that starting off is a completely different business than today. Like, tell us about how that vision come about and the journey from there.、Um, yeah, it started out like I said as a, a financial platform, and we had the、um, user generated content that, that was out there. Every time we release a new feature, we learn from learn from the users. So.、Um, I think it's been a constant journey of just learning from people. Like we have this amazing way of,、um, uh, it's a conversation platform. So、mm-hmm. allowing people to collaborate and、um, conversations, how and when they want to respond. So how they can do it with video, they can do it with audio if they want. If they don't want to be on video,、mm-hmm. they can do it with text if they want to be on text. More than commentary, and it's almost like a collaborative Instagram story. The The stage you can choose who wants to be on the stage. So maybe you and I are the only ones、um, chosen to be here,、mm-hmm. and everybody else can watch. Or we can make this a collaborative environment, and you and I start it,、mm-hmm. but anybody can jump on stage at any point in time. You could also make it you and I, and 
it's a private conversation. So mm-hmm. just us or us with our group of friends that can participate. Wow. And so uh, we wanted to kind of make a very robust way of thinking about things. We've doubled down into this concept called sparking. And we, I tried to take a lot of common language that we use. So like, oh man, that like, that sparked something with me or that got my brain like sparked, sparked a concept, a sparked mm-hmm. a conversation. And so um, what the whole point of sparking is like, let's say we're on stage and we're discussing something. Anybody that's on the platform, if this is public, they could spin off that conversation and then invite their group of friends to discuss what we're talking about. And it gives a good reference point to where, where the mm. idea came from. Mm. So we get almost like credit mm-hmm. for coming up with the idea. And uh, we do this already, right? Like how many times have you done a sent an article over a group text message and your friends talk about it? Mm-hmm. Imagine if you could go and do that, but make it make your friends talking about it, but make that conversation publicly viewable mm-hmm. to get other people's minds moving and thinking about stuff where mm-hmm. then you could spin off another conversation, another conversation, another conversation. Because wow. we see this with like news, see something on the news, we get excited about it, we go to our water coolers and we talk about it. But the thing that we lose is because who we surround ourselves with, mm-hmm. the water cooler that you're around is going to be your echo chamber that you've naturally surrounded because of the people you work with or people you surround yourself with and mine are going to be different. Mm-hmm. But what if um, a kid in a different country that doesn't have access to these amazing thought leaders or amazing conversations or amazing perspective could Mm -hmm. peer in and see what people are saying and the way that they're thinking about it? Let me give another example. Let's say we in the United States are seeing all this stuff happening in Ukraine and Russia. Maybe what matters more is listening to people that are in Russia or in Ukraine and what are they saying? Not what is the news saying, but what are they saying? So we could actually hear different perspectives because I think through hearing people, mm-hmm. we can build empathy and we lose that on social media. Mm-hmm. So you want authentic representation of the human voice rather than a media interpretation of what it is. Yes. I love that. And I love the concept so much because, you know, I come from a mountain town where I never grew up with internet and I grow with even public transportation mm. where I come from I mean if you want to Google I mean, there's no Google first of all but if you want to find out where is a yoga class in the town you have to drive around the motorcycle around the town seeing the sign and hopefully they have a number and you call and you show up second day or the day after and mm. that's how it is if you are sick it's not about how to find the hospital it's about who do you know your cousins sisters husband's brother who is the doctor so you make connection that way you make appointment it's all about who you know and the second hand third hand fourth hand information you receive mm-hmm. and based on that and how i grew up i always just so curious about the world beyond the the, the container i was in i just felt it would be so magical one day that all the information is readily available to 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 reach and i thought that was such a dream come true. And I thought what you're just describing is literally what I was imagining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I, I, I completely hear what you're saying. It's, mm. it's, um, we're trying to, we're trying to change a lot of things. I think a lot of people are really privileged and, um, excitable to have access to great people, mm-hmm. but there's so many people around the world that don't, I mean, like, 
growing up, I knew, you know, I didn't have any friends that were neuroscientists. I didn't have any friends or parents or anything or anybody in my network that I could even talk to. Mm-hmm. And I look back and I have, a, I have a, amazing friend my friend jordan that's um this like really uh renowned mm-hmm. uh neurosurgeon mm-hmm. and i i told him i'm like if i would have had accessibility i think i actually would have probably gone into the background but i didn't even have anybody that could get me excited about that concept mm-hmm. and then i look at like i have um friends and family members and other people that they've asked me to mentor them mm-hmm. and they're from smaller towns and you know, they're what we we mirror of what we see. Mm-hmm. And if you're from a small town or you're from an area that doesn't have that, it's like, well, if you're in a town that like, you know, there's a baker and there's a mm-hmm. uh, the one doctor, like you're probably picking and choosing from the people that you see because you you like them and you mm-hmm. idolize them and you want to mimic them. So we thought it was a great place to be like, well. We have like music producers on there and we have, we have artists and we have, um, you know, doctors and we yoga specialists and everything. <laughs> right. And if you can see everything you mm-hmm. can, it opens your eyes. If you're a child, um, mm-hmm. we're right now we're 18 and up only, but we've told, we've heard from people that they've reached out and like, well, I didn't even realize like I was interested in that. And I can see if once we make this, available to younger folks mm-hmm. and we make it globally open because right now we're expanding it into Canada, Mexico. It's in the United States already, but as we move it into Europe and Asia mm-hmm. and other countries, I think it's going to be amazing that people are going to realize different career paths, different things mm-hmm. that are interesting, different ways that they can earn a living or they're going to find their, they're going to find their tribe um, that they just never, never knew were there. Mm. Wow. Raymond, tell us about what's your vision? What is the future? What is one that you hope the world will be like with the technology, with a solution go globally? I think we've created so much divide on social media mm-hmm. and we get we get wound up of the littlest things. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, if you could peer into a conversation. It's not two people yelling at each other, but it's like a group of friends kind of talking about their thoughts. Yeah. I think it, it will, it will build empathy. Mm. And so it's not just like expanding human connection. Mm-hmm. It's not expanding like, uh, intelligence, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, um, it's building that, uh, empathy. And I think if we can do that, um, maybe we get into less arguments with folks mm-hmm. and, Um, and overall, like we're going to have more Mm well-rounded, um, next generation, a more well-rounded group of youth. And, um, it's, it's something I really hope and dream that we can do with social media that Mm -hmm. I think the days that people, I mean, we'll always have vanity, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, but I think the days of like, even on TikTok, we're seeing this, it started out like being all dancing and all beautiful men and women on the platform. And now you're seeing more people centering in on the education side and the teaching side, but it's one directional, it's broadcast mode. It's like, here's what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and just listen. And that's, that's typical teaching. Mm -hmm. No, like what was the best teacher that you had probably growing up? It was probably the one that was like, when tell me what you think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, what's your thoughts? 
Mm-hmm. And creating that bi-directional, because like you can be taught to, you can mm-hmm. be spoken to, mm-hmm. but when you can speak with, mm-hmm. um, that's when that's when you're engaging different sides of your mind. You're having to question things. You're having to articulate, mm-hmm. and that's what we're trying to go. Because right now, this is the equivalent of like the 1980s MTV, where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're channel surfing. We're hitting buttons on the TV and we're mm-hmm. moving between videos. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I'm done with that. I want to move on to something else. There's something better. It's it, mm-hmm. the, social media can be so much more. It can be this interactive way. Like, yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna just consume, swipe, because that's how we built Ibel. Swipe up to find new conversation. Swipe in to find new ones or dig in further. Mm-hmm. And if you know something specific you want to do, search. If you find someone you like, follow. If you find a topic or a hashtag you care about, uh, hashtag mental health, hashtag South by Southwest, mm-hmm. follow it. Now you're going to start seeing all the content that surrounds it. Mm-hmm. And so done with it, pull it away. Mm-hmm. So we're like, I think we've overcomplicated social media. And I, and I think the reason why we've overcomplicated it or we've created this crack style mechanism of like MTV of like channel surf. Or like old cable TV channel surf, move to the next thing. I think it was because, you know, tech companies saw how much money they can make through ads. Same way that, you know, old cable TV found how much money they can make through ads. Like show six minutes of an episode, show three minutes of commercial content and Mm -hmm. repeat and do that all day long and create content Mm -hmm. that pulls you in and keeps you attached and keeps Mm -hmm. you watching TV and watch more commercials. And so you became the product. Mm. And, uh, I just don't like that. I, I, that's why we haven't, you know, like how we think of where we can go with our monetization platform in the future, mm-hmm. where it's all creator centric. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it that's a that's a better way. We we saw companies like Patreon, and um, even though we're, we're not going to be this platform, like OnlyFans, go out there mm-hmm. and make it available to creators to be like, hey, you don't. You can make money through your through your folks supporting you. I think Ibble can be this amazing path of creators being supported, mental health, tr- physical, like uh, weight loss trainers, um, artists, cinematographers, mm-hmm. uh, music producer, everything. Right, it, mm-hmm. like every single background um, can be supported by if you wake up in the morning and a creator created a piece of content that made you smile and made you excited. You should support them. That's something I've I've been really hammering home with the team of let's let's make sure we build an ecosystem that mm-hmm. a, a young creator that for some reason has got a knack of ed- educating the world of botany. If they're doing that kind <laughs> of stuff, then maybe let them do their thing because they're bringing joy to the world. They're sharing mm-hmm. education, and they should be they should be compensated for it. And that's that's a lot of the stuff we start building. I love what you said about um, everybody got to share whatever's in their heart. Mm-hmm. And the way how I see it is I think the whole world, you know, you and me, him and her, we are all that little light bulb. Mm-hmm. And if your light bulb can be one pixel brighter, but just go after, share whatever's in your heart. Could be funny, could be cool, could be uncool, whatever people's definition, who cares? The whole world is a brighter and happier place. Mm-hmm. And I love that you create a platform to democratize the access 
to ability to share, to to evangelize what is in their heart. So beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, we're I'll I'm I'm the first person to say this. We're our platform's not perfect, and we're we're learning. But I think it's really I think it's really um, important. This little mm. company from Austin, Texas, is taking on the yeah. tech giants of the world and. Um, Every day I see the platform get better and Beautiful. smarter and, and more awesome creators. And it makes mm -hmm. me so happy inside knowing um, we're, we're building something that's important. I heard a quote from one of our creators. This made me like, honestly, like go home, like pretty emotional on this. And, and she went and did an event and uh, she did a, a tarot card event on Ibble. And um, we saw like 200,000 views on the thread and like 200 questions and then we saw another event go up a week later and um we heard from this other creator that was the like in her thread she was having people ask questions and mm -hmm. stuff like that and unlike instagram live and twitch where you're talking and we're trying to concentrate and we're seeing comments go flying by so we can't separate what we're doing to answer what that person is saying like uh, people that are listening to this, you guys don't realize it, but we have a screen right there. And so mm -hmm. even if something was on that screen, we're not going to break our attention to mm -hmm. probably address that. But the cool thing about Ibble is because it's asynchronous. Imagine we've done this conversation mm -hmm. and we leave here. When this goes live on all the platforms you have, but also mm -hmm. on Ibble, the really cool thing is um, fans that are out there listening to this can go and ask a question of me or mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. of what we talked about here and we can participate and join in on the conversation together about what we discussed here mm -hmm. in our own time in our own moment with video audio or text very powerful mm -hmm. statement and so that happened that moment happened and a woman came back and said listen i'm used to the comments flying by but this is actually the first time i've seen or heard my fans because they actually saw a video question come in and an audio question come in. Mm -hmm. And the fan that got their question answered, it was this amazing moment. And it, and this was not planned because I went to them separately and I said, hey, how did it make you feel? The creator said, I, first time I've uh, seen or heard my fans, the person that asked a question said, said, hey, this was the first time I felt seen by this celebrity. Mm. It's the first time like I put comments all the time to all their videos mm -hmm. and I I support them on all their Twitch streams but they took the time to go on video mm. and respond to me and I felt seen powerful and it was yeah and it was just like just goosebump moment that it was mm -hmm. like wow they're both saying the same thing and we're meeting meeting mm -hmm. in the middle so we're building a platform that supports that we think like with podcast what we're what we're going to be doing at South by Southwest and what we've been doing in the studio and with mm -hmm. all the different things is like all these important conversations that are out there. Um, if we could, if we could give the platform to amazing creators like you to highlight cool conversations and allow fans to participate, mm. we've, we've created a, a ecosystem that uh, now has democratized mentorship. I love that. I felt what you're building here is simply celebrate a true connection mm -hmm. between one human to another. Mm -hmm. And that is so beautiful. Thank you. 
So now our audience is like, wow, this is so incredible. What is one thing he or she can do to join this amazing movement in April? Yeah, um, you know, as cool as awesome studios with beautiful mics are and great lighting, so we look really pretty in front of cameras are, um, you can do this exact same thing with Ible. You can go and download it, and you could record, um, do Q&As. You can spin up events if you want your fans to know exactly when you're going to be there. How a lot of people use Ible is they'll create their preview video, mm. and the preview video can be used to be like, hey, in a week, or in a, two days, I'm going to be doing this with this person. So get your questions in advance, and the fans can get their questions in with video, audio, text. Mm -hmm. They can rack, rack and stack them by ranking if they like the question. So when the creator comes back into the platform, um, all the questions are already preloaded for them, mm -hmm. and then they don't run out of things to talk about. That's how you can use Q&A, but the platform's way more than that. You can use it for open-ended conversations. We're seeing stuff already spinning up for South by Southwest. What's the coolest place that you're going to go to during South by Southwest? And it's open conversation. Anybody can join it mm -hmm. and anybody can share their thoughts. That's one great way. Mm. And then we have a handful of people that have been using it for uh, vlogging because you can append to the conversation um, a second later or a year later. Doesn't matter. Anywhere in between. So a good use case for it is here's the coolest places I've traveled in the world. Mm -hmm. And you spin up one thread and you record your first. Mm-hmm. And then as you travel to another cool spot, you add to it. And everybody that was subscribed to that thread mm -hmm. will now get a notification that you've added to it. So it's a never-ending, um, almost like Instagram highlight mm -hmm. that people are getting notified and, and um, you can collaborate with and you can tag people in if you want to and you can add them to this collaborative story. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, create your story together and collaborate and tell this journey. So vlogging, Q&As events we kind of got it all so get on there and put whatever you're passionate about i think people will love it that's amazing so everybody come on the platform share your heart because the whole world is waiting to see whatever is you're passionate about yeah so with that raymond i'm going to circle back to you today what inspired you what made you happy every day i come into the office it's fun <laughs> i will say like it's always a challenge it's always new things um a handful of us are um our team's been staying here most nights to like three four in the morning the last two weeks so very little sleep uh drinking a lot of coffee trying to get through south by and um but i wouldn't change it it's so much fun it's mm. like the freedom of coming into something to that you're building something so powerful that can mm -hmm. change the world and seeing you know for people that are listening, if you if you had a company before, you, you would understand the statement. If you haven't, I just when you leave a comment or you rate it in the app store to entrepreneurs like myself or when it means so much. It's like it like we pour our hearts and souls into these things, and mm. um, you know you sacrifice a lot of your personal relationships and your free time and everything and uh to to make this happen and um you know i haven't seen um i haven't seen my girlfriend as much recently and i haven't um uh spent as much time with my friends and even 
talking to my mom as much, right? Like mm-hmm. I called her the other day, like midnight, and I'm like, well, I, I just realized I haven't talked to you in four days. And, um, you know, those are some things that are really mm-hmm. matter to us. It makes it makes, you know, people that are really trying to solve big problems mm-hmm. really feel, um, you know, it matters. I, I saw this like really emotional thing a while back that like when um, Elon was first creating SpaceX and um, uh, some of the astronauts, some of the original Apollo astronauts were kind of like critiquing him and like, it, like he took it like so hard, like and it, it, SpaceX was such a new company. They really haven't. And like, he was like depressed, right? He was like, I'm trying, right? He's trying to go and do something different and grow. Now everybody looks back and they're like, oh, what a genius, right? But like those initial moments are really hard, hard for a creator. And so we, um, so just know that, that, you know, mm-hmm. support and stuff like that matters, but I'm, I'm excited to, mm. to build some cool stuff and, and have you all enjoy it. But yeah, I, I enjoy coming into the office every night, uh, every day, building cool stuff, working with the great team that we have here. Mm. Um, I don't want to call them out by name because I'll, I'll forget one person and I'll feel bad, but, uh, the team's been honestly phenomenal mm. and everybody's pushing really hard and the fact of knowing you're you're so well supported and, and mm-hmm. it's just it makes you it, it makes you feel happy one day when we all go to this place called heaven <laughs> what would you wish on your graveyard what would you or capstone what do you want that to be um that's a hard one uh like uh maybe like i helped when i could mm. and so like i'm not i'm not perfect and i'm not uh ever gonna try to be but you know a lot of the stuff i try to do is is trying to help the world and uh i hope people see that it's, it's not coming from an ego place it doesn't come from a um from like trying to be wealthy point or anything else. Everything we do is, um, or everything I do at least is all focused on just trying to help. Cause I feel like I have everything I, I need, you know, like mm. it's, it's such an interesting background. I, 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 I'm putting this in my book, another, another cool core moment that like your, your, uh, uh, your listeners might like I did the, uh, I'm writing a book one day and I was thinking of something and I wrote out um, my ideal life mm. and I wrote out every single line item and I spent like a month doing it. Every time I thought of something new, I wrote it out there and some of it came from like a vanity standpoint, like I want these cool cars, right? Or I want this vacation home or I want this, right? And I then, so then I had this like master list and it's like, without any bound right like without any restriction without any money without anything like how much would that cost or how much energy would it take and everything right and then what i did was i created a new column in the spreadsheet and i said what can i achieve today so like let's say it says like i want to have a personal trainer Mm -hmm. just throw that one out there well my friend mark and my friend cisco are both like amazing incredible in shape and they invite me all the time to the gym Mm. That line item is gone. I can achieve the same thing of hiring a full-time personal trainer to that. Or like, I want to have a personal chef. I can go to Snap Kitchen, right? <laughs> and like, it's to that level, right? Like, I want to have a really nice, that. like, uh, you know, like I want to be able to go on X amount of vacations per year. I get invited all the time, to, like with friends to go or go camping. Mm. Like, 
I think some of the best things in life are free. And so you can start going through and you start knocking it out and you realize, and this is another powerful moment, you realize you could live probably 80% of your ideal life right now, mm. today, if you just change your perspective. Wow, Raymond. So powerful because, of course, everything we want is not just what we want, the thing, it's actually a feeling. Mm -hmm. But if you want it, you can wait, you can have it right now, why wait? Yeah. But you are the first person I ever met put in such a tangible form. And of course you're an engineer, so that really helps. Starts with a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> Always starts with a spreadsheet. And wow, uh, Raymond, you are so practical. You are so humble, and yet you have such a vision. And every single day you put your action towards what you really want to make a difference. And that's just truly inspiring. I appreciate it. Thank you. Last but not the least. Um, Raymond, what would you tell to uh, fellow entrepreneurs who are maybe in a journey, maybe just raising the, in the process of raising their capital or maybe just raise the first round? Like it's a long journey. What would you tell him or her? What would you wish that you know when you are earlier stage? There's so many things that I can unpack here. Um, I can throw out a few, yeah. few different small things. Um, Me and my friend Tina Day did a um, did a uh, podcast recently for uh, Tim Draper and, and those folks, and um, I, I shared some stuff on there. And Tina echoed it. Um, if you're out raising money, realize that your VCs also have raised money. They've raised money to create the fund. So if your if your VC has raised money for building a farm, and you're going to them of trying to build an oil field um it's not going to be a match so know who you're pitching to and uh and put everything in a, the format that they're expecting because if you try to create a pitch deck off of your mind it's like it doesn't work out and so the people that can easily raise money are the ones that can communicate their idea easily and have put it in a simple way that it fills the thesis of what a VC is raising. And I ran against the window 80 plus times when I was raising capital for the first time myself, not realizing that I needed to pitch and tell my story in a way that the fund would resonate with mm. or that they wanted to raise money on that fund. Because if like I want to go to Andreessen right now, what's their theme? What mm. What is their new fund 40? Like what's it what's it meant to to support? They have a thesis, mm -hmm. so that's one. And then you're going to doubt yourself constantly throughout the battle. Support surround yourself with entrepreneurs that you consider that are more successful than you, and use them as your support system to just bounce ideas when you can, mm -hmm. and always give more than you take. I think that's something important. You, the the ones that you lose a lot of respect in um, in industry if you're always taking. So mm -hmm. go and selflessly give, and mm -hmm. um, then when you need something, um, it's not a question of if they have time for you. Everybody's more than happy to help. Wow, Raymond, thank you so much. Incredible advice and. One thing I truly admire so much about you is not only because you are smart, you are intelligent, 
but above all, you're just such a great human being. I appreciate you're it. You're just a wonderful human. I felt like you just truly here want to help, want to support, want to give. And I think truly the world, it is a better place when you visualize all that dream in your heart. And thank you for everything you do. I truly. appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in today. I hope you enjoy today as much as I do. And we cannot wait to see you guys next week. Bye, guys. See ya.